It's time for the Hadit.com radio show. Hadit.com radio is an in-depth look at all things VA. If you need help with the VA, log on to Hadit.com. Now, here's your host, Gerald Cook. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, on this 13th day of September 2014 to the Basser Hour. And uh, we're here with Jay Basser and... uh, and uh, Stretch, your technician now, he's from Arkansas down there. Uh, the Basser, he's from Kentucky. Of course, this is Gerald Cook, and I'm from Joplin Moe. And uh, uh, let's see, if, if y'all have a question or comment, our call-in number is 347-237. 4819. Now that call in number once again is 347 237 4819. Now today on the Basser Hour we was going to discuss uh, some of this factor fiction. Uh, while you're dealing with the BA, as you all know, it's hard to distinguish what's fact and what's fiction. It seems to change around. Sometimes it might be fact and sometimes it might be fiction. It depends on who you're talking to there at the VA. They're not very consistent except for one thing. They're good at making your life miserable. uh, John, uh, do you know anything that, uh, other than that, that the BA is uh, factual about? Yeah, the facts about the VA. Um, the only facts that I can really think of is they're actually located where they say they are. Oh. Uh-huh. Now. And they they do have offices. That's a fact. Yeah. You know, and they have a mailbox. Now, whether they get the mail or not, that could be fiction. <laughs> yeah, that's a, now that's that's a that's a tall tale there, John. Uh, 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 by golly, I know of so many people, and and uh, just go to Hattie. Uh, how many of them there on Hattie have sent uh, information in to the VA, and the VA's claim they've not received it? Even though they send it in return receipt. Uh, yep, certified return receipt. Yeah, yeah, and the VA says, ah, we ain't got it. That's fiction. We ain't got it. Well, that is fiction. So that's that's fiction, all right. But the yeah. fact is, you send it in, you got proof. That's mm-hmm. a fact. So, well, let's. The VA, only they have a mail department. They have some people working in the mail department, you know, GS4s or whatever, and they get the mail and they sort it and it's supposed to go to the right department. Well, it takes them a little while to do that. Of course, now it's uh, they're supposed to get it all in and date stamped and things like that when they get the mail in. But it's just a, uh, that's just another one of the uh, avenues that they have that they can take their time with and you know and uh, get mail made from the mail room to the file. Of course, it shouldn't take over a day or two to get there, but um, so 
sometimes, you know, it takes a little while to get there. Um, and now it's not the people at the VA's fault, it's the people who made the system up. You know, because anytime you're dealing with snail mail or the mail, paper and the U.S. mail and copies and stamps, you know, you're trusting somebody else to deliver your stuff for you anyways. And, you know, we're only human beings, and human beings aren't perfect. If we were perfect, we wouldn't need the VA. So that's the situation. That, uh, But eventually everything will get found and put in the record. Um, the biggest myth that I know with the VA is you file a fully developed claim, and you're going to be rated in three months. Fact or fiction, Joe? Oh, that's a fiction. Uh, that's a fiction. Uh, I'll tell you, uh, you might accidentally run across someone that did get their claim settled mm -hmm. in three months. It would probably be lowballed for one thing. But on the majority of them, the VA is always going to find something wrong, and then they're going to uh, automatically revert that back to the regular claims process, which right. can end the years. And that seems to be a, uh, a major issue there. I, I, I know it's uh, certainly caught a lot of people's attention here that this this uh, fully developed claim uh, process is not exactly how the VA uh, explained uh, that it was going to be uh, when when they introduced it. So it's it's just another cog in the wheel. My land, mm -hmm. if, if we ain't got enough, this is another one. Uh, well, the full of claims process is, you know, it was adapted to try to speed up some of these claims with some of these easier claims, giving the veteran the opportunity to develop his own claim, which basically you're doing the work for them. Um, you know, of course, they get paid a lot of big money to develop your claim, but if you can put it together for them, make things go faster. It's a win-win for everybody. Now, as far as how they adjudicate it and how they treat it, uh, you know, if it goes correctly, you should be awarded your claim in a certain time frame. Yeah. But if there's anything in that full developed claim that adds any complexity to it at all, if they have to ask for more records from somewhere else or something like that, then it'll kick it out of the fully developed process, and you go into the regular claims process, and then you have to get in line because basically uh, the claims are probably held back and decided as they come in. So if they're working on claims six months before you sent yours in, you're going to wait six months they start yours. Yeah, I'm afraid so. Uh, yeah, that's true. I mean, it's just the way they operate. Fell off the cliff, in other words. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, well, there's a lot of things that are fictitious and factual that you have to risk because if you get your claim decided in a couple of months and you get your award and it's the way you want it to be, go to your nearest convenience store as soon as you can and buy a lottery ticket. Yeah, that's a lucky day. <laughs> because you are one lucky individual. Uh, it's happened before, and I've seen it before. And the thing I would recommend, uh, John, not to interrupt you, but is you get to your bank and get that money out of the bank <laughs> and cash. Uh, because uh, someone will say, hey, we shouldn't have done that. 
Mm-hmm. Well, anytime that you sign up for direct deposit with any organization, whether it be the VA or any company, especially like an employer, if they deposit money into your bank account, they've got the right to do a reversal. Yes, they do. And, uh, you know, and that's... they have. Yeah. They've got the right to do a reversal. And I worked for a company once, and we worked on Good Friday. And they usually took a day off in uh, July to cover Good Friday instead of pay you for the Good Friday. Well, I changed jobs and asked them for my money for Good Friday. So they, they, they deposited money in my bank account. They turned and took it back out the next day. Somebody balked on it. So that's how I found out about that. Uh, and uh, yeah, after a... Not only VA, Social Security can do the same thing. Yeah, anytime, anybody you got direct deposit with. Yeah, uh, another thing, if you owe the VA money, they can. and you're not getting a VA check, uh, suppose you have a co- co-pay, uh, and uh, you run your co-pay up and you're not paid, kept and paid up, uh, and you're getting a Social Security check, they can go in and take it out of your Social Security. And, yes, I can. And as well they do, and every time they do, I, I think it's a $35 fee. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, when you win your claim, you're supposed to get this copay money back, uh, but I don't think you get that $35 fee back. Well, actually, that fee is harm, so you could actually press that. You could tort that. It caused you harm. That is fiction. That is fiction. That is fiction. Okay. Okay, copays are scheduled to pay if you're less than 50%. If you get an award letter, say you've been waiting five years, and your effective date goes back five years, and you've been paying copays for five years, they've got to pay you back plus interest. That's fact. That is fact. And you know, you'd be surprised how quick these copays add up, as as I'm sure a lot of veterans out there are paying copay or aware of. They add up pretty quick. And copays are a pain in the butt. I mean, you know, poor veterans that don't have any health insurance and things like that have to put up with it, you know, unless you get stuck in a certain category. Anyway, and then the VAs are tromping on you, and and here you get a measly little Social Security check, and they're taking it out of your Social Security check. Well, that's, uh, you know, if you owe the government money, they're going to get the best way they can, either that or a tax refund or whatever. They're going to take it. No questions asked. Let's switch gears here, Gerald, to some other things that are fact or fiction. I've got a good one. Say you're uh, 
disabled vet and you're drawing 60%, but you get unemployability because you can't work because of your service-connected condition. Okay? If you get that IU, and if you collect IU for a couple of years and you do not return that little letter stating if you've worked or not, and will you still continue to receive your check? No, no, that's fiction because they will cut you off. They will cut you off so fast that the heat from the blade will, will cauterize any, any any loss of blood. And they're going to want their money back. Uh, you fill them, any correspondence you have, you get from the VA, don't throw it in the trash. I mean, my God, I never, they send you everything. And uh, open it up and read it, because you never know when there's a form in there that they want back, and you you better get it back in a timely fashion. And, That's right, get it back to them. Get it back to them. Make it um, a priority. The first thing you do is get her done uh, because it can come back and haunt you. It's done uh, uh, my lands. I don't know how many veterans I, I know of that this has it's happened. I've known, I've known several ones just in the local area here that's happened to. Yeah, yeah, and I know on hand it we've, we've read where uh, numerous ones Mm-hmm. Uh, got snake bit that way, and well, people uh, forget. I, I guess I can, do it. Well, know. they, you know, like I say, you get so much mail from them, and uh, yeah, I'm glad somebody does. But I don't get nothing from them. <laughs> well, all I get from them junk. <laughs> I didn't get my last award letter. I had to call. I had to call and get it. <laughs> well, I ain't got mine either. <laughs> well, I got one for you. I got one for you. That, uh, What's that? This is something that confuses a lot of new guys. The VSO won't help you unless you contribute money to their VSO. True or false? That is fiction. Yeah, because they won't help you anyway. <laughs> Actually, let me let me go ahead and put on my legal beagle eagle hat here, okay? Veteran service organizations like the Disabled American Veterans, American Legion, the VIT, and the, the whatever, the VFW, the VVA, they are obligated to help a veteran with his claim regardless regardless if he is a member of those organizations or not or is a paid member. Yes, That's law. But the amount of effort they put into it, uh, John, uh, uh, May not be wholeheartedly, you know. That's right. Uh, now, but, uh, uh, I had one one time say, "Look, if you win your claim, you're going to buy a new truck for the uh, office up there." And I said, "No." <laughs> well, now that I didn't win my claim. That's against the law. That shouldn't be. That's, that's, that's their solicitation. Their uh, vehicles to the DAV are provided by Ford. Yeah. Uh, so. Uh, you know, that's, uh, 
That's bad when you hear that kind of talk. That is bad. Uh, yeah, no, they're obligated to help obligated you. Obligated to help you, you know. You know, I don't know the quality of receptors invitation you're going to get because each area is different. So uh best thing a person can do is uh, monitor that situation. Monitor that of course, now these guys have an advantage. They have people working in the regional office. And when they do, uh, you know, they're right next door to the guys in the office. So you might have an avenue there where you can call and check on your claim through them if they won't help you. And uh, that's probably... Uh, Carefully, very carefully. Yeah, I mean, there's some good people out there, folks. I mean, they'll work hard for you. Yes, but they are. remember, the good ones, people know they're good, and then they, so they start getting uh, hammered by a lot of people with a lot of claims, and uh, they're going to get busy and overwhelmed. It's not their fault. I mean, you know, anytime you take a human being and overwhelming, you could be Albert Einstein and still make mistakes. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's easy. So, but they're good people. I mean. Uh, if you're in the initial claim process and you help like that, you help like it, yes. But now, if you sit down, by fact, okay, here's a fact or fiction that word put out. I just received a denial letter. Okay. Um, what do I do? Uh, do I sit back and wait for them to look at it again, or what do I do? And if they reconsider your claim or whatever, whatever, they're not going to reconsider your claim, first of all, unless you ask them to do it. You generate everything with the VA. Okay, if you get a denial letter, you denial letter, notice, notice, notice disagreement. You ask for a reconsideration or you ask for an NOD review or hearing, which a de novo re- review is a total review claims record claims review. Record. Um, at that point, uh, uh, then, then regardless of the retro you've got involved, I would start looking for legal representation and then talk to your VSO and see how far they're willing to go, you know, to help you with this because they could put an attorney or whatever on it. Or if not, go outside that realm and do the contact sheet again, get you some information, find an attorney that's willing to help you and do it and that way. Do it that way. Uh, yeah, it's, it's important to respond back to that note, uh, uh, to that denial, uh, whether it's uh, uh, you're responding back, asking them to do a key claim, or you're asking them to cue themselves. Uh, that's one of Bird's uh, ways of doing things, and he's been very. Uh, Efficient in doing that, uh, getting the aid to the kill, or you can you know, that's considered with a notice that's of disagreement, you just disagree with them, and yep. uh, here's the reason why. Yeah, that kicks in the appeals process. Fact or fiction, <clears throat> when your claim is denied and you go to the appeal process, the appeal process your claim is considered complete. Oh, that's fiction. No, that's fact. Well, your claim is not complete if it's in a bill process. They think your claim is complete from all points. Okay, for example, if you get a denial denial in your claim, claim, and you don't do nothing for a year. Oh, for a year, yeah. Uh Uh-huh. 
Okay, that's the same thing as you telling the VA that you agree with them. That's that is fact. Okay, and they take that, they get it off the books, and they write that up as completed claims. And however, a, if you come in with uh, uh, are able to introduce new evidence, mm -hmm. that, that will open that claim back up. Correct. Right, but if you do that after a year's time, you new material evidence, and you open your claim back up, your effective date goes to the date you reopened it. Okay. Okay. So you just you just stood on the back porch and teetered away your retro. Yeah, you don't want to. <laughs> yeah, that's called a reopen. Yeah. So the best thing to do is make sure you stay on top of your claim. Stay on top of your claim. Don't let no deadlines pass. pass. So you need to make sure that you NOD everything that's due you, you know. If you disagree with something, disagree with it. Because it's so easy to lose your uh, retro. Now, there's another uh, issue uh, as far as the uh, Title 38 that goes on effective date. Okay, it's 3.4 section. Um, 3.1. 3.156 is a very important paragraph of that article on the law because basically it states that if you have an issue in service and there's a document or something that shows that issue like say you were attacked or whatever and you're injured and there's medical records and maybe let's say if you're on a ship and it's in like a it's on a ship's log or something and say that information can't be found so they deny your claim and you keep you know you keep fighting it they keep denying it because there's no evidence Okay, even though they deny your claim, as soon as that evidence is found, that takes it back to your original date. Because it's called upon receipt of service department records. Or any record actually in the hands of the government. If it's in the hands of the government and it's found, then it's treated the same way, 3.156. You guys have got to remember that. I've seen them use it a few times, you know, with the VA and finally realize, okay. For example, if they deny your claim based on your service record, information's in, in there. And, but they say they can't find it or that, that they discount it. But you later get awarded for that same thing based on those service records. That's a cue. Clear and unmistakable error. And the reason it is a cue is because... Uh, the law states that um, it's the application of the regulations pertaining to your claim was misapplied. Okay, it has to be legal error, and that's a legal error. Plus, it has to cost, cause you harm. And basically, causing you harm is not breaking your neck. It's costing you money. It's legal harm, not physical harm. But one thing about Q2... Um, Berta has a lot of success because she asked them to call Q on themselves and process. You know, if they make an error, they can correct their error while they're doing it. You know, that's more of a reconsideration. Okay, they can say, okay, we made a mistake. Let's fix it before it's, before it's too late. But you really can't file. You go ahead, Drew. Uh, uh, call a Q on themselves and they explain the reason why. But you know, she she is. Uh, very educated as far as 
uh, claim system, so uh, she, she's familiar with what she's done. And, uh, mm -hmm. But now, legally, from a legal standpoint, you can't file a Q as a Q claim until your claim has been exhausted. Or, for example, you wait and bypass your first year, and it's final. When the claim goes final, then you can file a Q. And if there's a Q involved with it, then that's go back to your original date. But that's a you know, Q is a hard thing to win unless you understand the the the, the law involved with it. Yes. And uh, you know, but you know, there's a lot of attorneys out there that look at you and tell you. Right. Right. So there's a lot of issues involved with Q claims, but sometimes that's a person's only avenue. You know, to file a queue, and a lot of them do get. You know, they get situated and found. Um, Bob was talking on the show last week about an article in Title Five. If the VA misrepresents something or misstates something, that's a violation of Title Five. I got to thinking about that this morning. Now, if it's a Title Five issue, that's still a law, right? Yes. So that you know, if they miss that, I bet you that could be brought up too. Because the Title Five basically is the boss. Title Thirty Eight is is is, is Federal reg with the Title Fives United States law. Do you know that? Yeah. Well, so Title Five. Uh, title Five's the boss. Yeah. Um, I look at everything a little different, guys, because I'm a quality assurance expert, and uh, I look for countermeasures and things like that, and you know why why made and why charged and things like that. Yeah, try to analyze everything in that perspective, and it opens it up a whole lot. You know, um, I like to get inside and see the process flow and see how they do things. Well, I'm sure it's uh, Keystone Cops. I'm sure it's a mess, but uh, what are the fact or fiction items that we know of that uh, people are sometimes confused about?
you got to take one pill and then two more to offset what that one pill does. Uh, uh, scrutinize your meds. Take it to the to a pharmacist, and and I've spoken to several pharmacists, and they've all said anyone that will bring in a list of their meds will gladly go over it and uh, see if there's something there that shouldn't be mixed with the other. At least, uh, and you can tell them your concerns. You're concerned about your liver or or your uh, your kidneys, uh, and if you notice, a lot of veterans have, have lip trouble. They're burning their livers up. Well, your liver's got to filter all that junk out, and uh, uh, they usually such a uh, uh, different varieties of meds that they can give you that they can give you something not so hard on your body get the same results that you're needing. So, uh, just kind well, of... Well, I got a question. Go ahead, Mike. I got a question about the last topic. Say, for instance, if a CMP examiner uh, misrepresents me and says that I spent most of my life in prison and I've had a life of drug and alcohol abuse, when in fact I've never been in prison and I've been clean and sober for 40 years in a program. Isn't that a misrepresentation of me in under Title V? Uh-oh. Uh, yes, but you could. Uh, you, your only your only recourse would be to go after the doctor. Oh yeah. Because the doctor does not. Uh, even they might get be paid by the VBA. He's not a oh, decision yeah. maker. Yeah, but he's misrepresented me in character defamation. That's defamation of character. Yeah, that's a. Yeah. And, but no, that gets out there and it costs you to win your claim. Yeah, that's uh, that, that's harm. See, you can probably do that. You could pop a drop on him in a hurry. So, but I'm sure you probably already discussed it. Did he do that in writing, Mike? Sure, he did. Yes. Okay, yes. then I, I'd say that's, you know, that that certainly has a bearing on your claim. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I wouldn't think what? it would be, be very good. Well, I'm kind of waiting matter. for him to come back and deny it for you, that purpose. You sue these guys and, uh, you know, they deny everything. Whatever you got to do. I mean, it all comes out of the same fund somewhere in D.C., they have no reason to improve because nothing's been. Nobody's punishing them for what they do. A lot of these people have union representation and have lawyers that are paid for by the unions, the American well, Federation this, well, this, of Government Employees. Was this a doctor? Or was this a nurse practitioner? Practitioner. That was a doctor. Oh, it was a nurse doctor practitioner. Was it was a nurse okay. practitioner, contractor for the VA. Now, okay. You say contract with the VA? Sure. Okay. Now, remember, doctors are not represented by any government union. Okay. Yeah, that's right. The doctors have got the biggest union in the world. You know what that is? Insurance. The AMA, American Medical Association. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well... 
Come back out. <laughs> <laughs> no, you stay, you stay on them. You nail them. Do what you got to do. Yeah. You know, because that's, uh, that's yeah. uh, that can cause you a lot of That can cause you off now. you off now. Oh yeah. I'm serious. If you're a veteran out there and one bad word gets put out about you, they could panic, put you on a no-fly list or anything. Yeah. They can take your guns or anything. They'll refer back to it a million times. In every denial, they'll they'll refer back to the negative action. And the longer it goes on, the deeper you're going to get. Yeah, because they'll actually refer to back to their own mistakes. Mm-hmm. I'm already taking you off my Christmas card list. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have one of them, I don't think. <laughs> well, so you already been damaged, Mike. Yeah. Harm, son. Yeah. Harm. Harm. No, but that's the situation, you know. I mean, it's we're dealing with a organization that's big, too big. Uh, the problems are too numerous and too too vague. It's supposed to be a non-adversarial system, but it's probably the most negative thing I've ever seen in my life. That's a fact, Gerald. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. You know, so. You know, that's not fiction. You know, it's supposed to be non adversarial. You know, because the race cover everything. You know, you, um, anybody listening to the show needs to actually, could actually go ahead. You can look at the regs all day long on the computer. You can study what you want. That's the law. Now, the way you look at it and the way they say it could be different because of interpretation differences. You know, they might think two and two's ten, two and two's ten, four, four, four. So, yeah, you know how they interpret stuff. I've seen some doozies out there on their interpretations. How, know, how about a little commercial? Business. Yeah, go ahead and let's uh, pay some bills. You're listening to the Hadit.com radio show. Hadit.com is veterans helping veterans. We leave no one behind. Not on a jungle trail, not on a desert trail, and not on a paper trail. If you want any information about the VA, log on to www.hadit.com. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the uh, Bassard Show. And uh, we're here today discussing uh, factor fictions and... uh, I tell you, uh, if, if y'all have any questions, call in to our number here. It's uh, 347-237-4819. Now, our call-in number, once again, is 347-237-4819. Uh, uh, John, do you think... That uh, uh, having a, a, a lot of these CMP examiners are not doctors, but to have doctors sign off on their uh, comments, and so far I haven't had any good dealings with CMP examiners, and 
I understand a lot of others haven't either. But a doctor well, signs off on them, evidently, um, because my last remand I, I got, the judge was very critical of the CMP examiner as well as the doctor that signed off on on their uh, report uh, how, uh, you know, it, it was just, it was nothing. Uh, you know, the report was, uh, 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 what do you call it, big, it was just untrue. It was a fictitious report, and uh, fictitious and bogus. Yeah, um, uh, and uh, the judge recognized that fact uh, and criticized so your situation, Gerald. Your situation over the years. Uh, I'll touch a little bit on it because you were stuck in the Pills Management Center in D.C. and then moved your claim to the National Resource Office. Is that correct? Yeah. Okay, so then they would move it to the VVA, then they would remand it back asking for a medical opinion. They send you to the VA for an examination from a nurse practitioner. This happened to you, what, three times? I think uh, three or four times. Uh, and and it appears I'm, I'm looking for another one in the mail any time. Okay. But I'll probably have to go back through it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Folks, this is fact or fiction, Gerald. Well, the VA likes sports. Huh? The VA loves sports. Well, they love sports, and I'm the football. And they they like throwing you back football and back and forth. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, I don't like you know, football. This is that's a pattern, too. Um I've seen some claims in my lifetime that, especially dealing with veterans that have been involved in certain projects and certain things, uh, back when they had the problem with the radi- radiation-exposed vets and other vets, a lot of vets that convert- con- contacted tuberculosis and things like that. And, again, veterans have been exposed to chemicals other than Vietnam. Um, they do that. They are afraid to make a determination. Why? I don't know. Whether somebody's holding their hand or what. And uh, something's got to give. Uh, the worst part about it is not people involved in certain tests. You know, I think eventually they'll get it. But the worst part is people who are involved in black ops. You know, uh-huh. like... Uh, yeah. You're on to something there, and there's been a lot of them involved in black ops, too, John. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I'm afraid that uh, it, uh, it's just not a good a, a, a good future for them because um, you can't get the VA to assist uh, at all. Uh, no. Well, then, basically... <laughs> I got a side, you know, with you and on your plot and your claim, and I also have a little bit of, uh, you know, concern because I think that they're trying to help you, but also I think that especially with black ops people, they're up against a brick wall. 
because they don't get along with the DOD. And basically the same thing that happened in 9-11. Now, we knew the terrorists were down in Florida turning at uh, Sanford to fly airplanes, right? Yeah. The CIA knew that. They knew they were here. But did they tell the FBI they were here? No, they didn't. So there was no communication between the departments because they didn't get along. And that resulted in direct contact with 9-11. You know, if they could have, if the FBI could have come in and started bugging them and call them, they'd have called them beforehand. So, I would you know, that's, hope so. Uh, oh, yeah, they would have. They should have. They I'm pretty should, confident they would yes, have. Yes, you're right there. They should have. Right, uh, you know, and listen to the 9-11 Commission the way I did. I listened to the whole, everything on it and uh, just studied it, too. And uh, there's a lot of breakdowns, a lot of breakdowns in in, in, in our, our problems we have. And the biggest problem was our agencies don't get along, and they still don't get along. I had uh, one uh, from the, uh, I don't remember if he, he was from the BA or DOD early on. I was, I was talking to both of them uh, inside the DOD and one inside the BA. And I said, look, you guys can eliminate me and talk to each other. I needed the DOD to confirm to the BA certain things. Mm-hmm. And they said, we're not allowed to talk to each other. I said, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> Just pick up the phone and dial it, and here's his phone number. I rest my you case. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, you know, because I said I'm hard hearing and I don't think too well, and I, I well, I, I write slow and I, I think slow, and I said, here you guys are telling me this, and then I got to tell this guy that, and I said, just pick up the phone and call him. Yes. He says we cannot talk to each other. So I talked to the other one. I asked them the same thing. We're not allowed to talk to them. The BA is not allowed to speak to the DOD. Now, right. how much easier can it get than that? Say, hey, John, uh, what happened here to uh, uh, Mr. Cooks uh, on such and such? And all they have to do is look in the file there and say, this is what happened. And uh, the matter be solved. But no, they want a, a jack jaw around. And uh, consequently, uh, that leaves a lot of veterans out, out here in the cold. And uh, yes. that's, that's what it comes down to. Well, guys, remember when you went in service, you know, everybody listening should be veterans or families of veterans. When you entered service, okay, you were entered, you, you were fit for duty, you were sound, okay? Uh, when you were assigned a task or a job, you didn't have a choice, you know, unless you volunteered for a certain thing, which some folks do. Um, when I got to my first sub tender, they looked at me and said, hi, we got a job for you. I said, oh, crap, here we go. <laughs> I was in asbestos rip-out school and learned how to take out asbestos and how to identify it and stuff. <clears throat> and uh, I, I kind of realized back then this is some deadly stuff, you know. Yeah. And uh, 
so there's a lot of difference there. And then <laughs> it wasn't two months later. I, I went to Radcon Radiation, working inside submarines. So it's a you don't have a choice. That they they design what you're going to do, and and you know accordingly. Um, <clears throat> a lot of folks have occupational issues. That's worked. You know, it's been the military. Yeah. You know, you don't have to be a combat veteran. No, you don't. Okay, that's another factor of fiction. To get VA compensation, you have to be a combat veteran. I thought that for many years, and uh, yep. I was so surprised to learn that I could actually file a claim. Yeah, that's fiction. You don't have to be a combat veteran because, and, uh, you know, it's dangerous. Uh, well, being in the VA is a dangerous situation, and... Mm. Uh, you're around all sorts of different agents, uh, solvents, and uh, my lands are fumes, uh, uh, diesel fumes. Uh, Industrial activity, anything. Anything. Uh, my yeah, especially on board a Navy ship, you know. Exposure more. Is, is a horrible thing to whatever it is that ails you, and the VA don't want to recognize that. No, there's, like I said, there's no presumptive for best exposure. There should be. Oh, they don't pay yeah. on uh, uh, that. Well, they pay if you prove it, but there's no presumptive conditions for it. Oh, I see. Okay. Because if you was on a ship or, well, even the barracks, I was in a barracks, uh, and they'd it all over the place. Anywhere there's insulation or steam pipe, yeah. your chances of being exposed to the business are pretty high. Yeah, we had steam before, pipe. Before the late 70s, you know. Yeah, yeah. If you ran before the 70s, uh, chances are mm -hmm. you were indeed exposed to asbestos. Well, when they first found out, you know, if people worked these plants, you know, mining this asbestos, and they were making stuff out of it. Yeah. Next thing you know, the people started dying left and right. And they realized, okay, this stuff is indestructible, gets in your lungs, and it's going to cause cancer because nothing can destroy it. Well, I can't get it out. It's in microscopic barbs, you know, uh, like mm -hmm. little fish hooks. And your body finally fights and fights and fights, finally it turns against itself. Well, it wears itself out. Your yep. system gets beat up. It don't have to get your lungs. You can get anywhere. You can get your throat. You can get in your stomach. Yeah. It can be in your throat. Your uh, anywhere, I guess. It can go all yep. through your system. Yeah. So it's bad stuff. I mean, it's you know, people will die every day from it. It can be caught in your uh, in intestines. Uh, mm-hmm. You eat food. That's in the food. So. I guess being in the military gives us a gives us a right to be guinea pigs, right? Well, sometimes it's a, that's what I would call would be an accidental exposure. Uh, sometimes mm -hmm. they intentionally expose veterans to different things. See, see, you know, how long they quiver before they die, I, I guess, uh, or something. But, I don't think that's right. I don't think you should ever be using a service member as a guinea pig. Well, I think they should have used uh, 
prisoners on death row for that. Uh, prisoners on death row. The enemy, mm-hmm. the enemy used uh, prisoners as guinea pigs. Oh, the enemy, yeah, they did. Germany was bad for that. Yeah, they were. And uh, they, they sold prisoners to other countries, even. Yep, so. Uh, fact or fiction, people. You know, <laughs> fact or fiction. Switching gears. Here's one that I always get. If I'm service connected, and I've been service connected a long time, if I pass away, my wife's taken care of. Fact or fiction, Gerald? Well, that's fiction. If you're service connected, it has to be a hundred percent, or you have to have died from a service connected disability condition. Condition. Right. Now, if you're a hundred percent, you have to have held that one hundred percent for a period of ten years. If you die of any cause. Did you know that? Yeah, that's fact. That's fact. So there's a lot of folks out here, you know, they something happens to them, they're served to, you know, they get killed in a car wreck or something, they've been service connected for nine years and 364 days. You know. <laughs> that won't work. Uh, right, so. Uh, another thing, if you have IU, uh, yep. have IU, do not count that as a service uh, disability. That's 100%, yeah. Uh, even though you ha- you're at 100% uh, pay. pay, you're not at 100% disability. Uh, and that that trips a lot of them up. Uh, now, if right. you were to die from a service-connected uh, ailment, then... Uh, having TDIU wouldn't have mattered, but if you're in a in a car accident and a service uh, connection ailment uh, is is not involved, then uh, if you have TDIU and and uh, you know uh, even uh, ten years, uh, uh, John, that don't even count after ten years, does it? Mm, I don't TDIU? think it does, you. Huh? Unless you die from a service death condition. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, so, but that's true. And there's some, something else to another fact of fiction. The guy that's been service connected 100 percent permanent total for 10 years, I'm protected. They can't take my money or nothing, right? Well, they can under certain circumstances. If you're service connected for 10 years, they can take anybody's money. Um. The only thing they can't do is re- reduce it on one exam. You have to have more than one exam. You have to have more people involved. Yeah. If you're served next to 20 years, you're protected. You, you want to. Unless the original decision had an error, was 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 an error. Now, we knew a guy had it that posted that he was service-connected for, uh, they service-connected for Lou Gehrig's disease. Yeah. Well. He come out. He had. He didn't have Lou Gehrig's disease. He had another one similar to it. And uh, we were looking at that. And uh, he got his service connection, and he filed for his. Uh, 
housing grant or something, I guess is what it was saying, some other stuff, and the other regional office caught the error. So, you know, that's a sad money, situation. And what monies he did receive, he had to re, re, he will have to repay. They'll probably ask for it back. I mean, they probably haven't done it yet, but I'm thinking, you know, that's an error. And uh, he might be able to uh, negotiate, you know, down or something like that. But remember, that's hell. This is a presumptive condition. If it's a presumptive condition, then yeah, they, they have to award ALS, right? If you've got it. But if you if they make a mistake like that to a non-presumptive condition, that starts everything over again. That could be a real mess. It can be a real pain in the butt, but I don't know if he could ask him to forgive that debt or not. You know, he's got. Yeah, he's got. I think he's got legal right to ask him for that, but he's probably going to get an attorney. Would have. He's going to get an attorney, I'd say. As long as he don't uh, uh, goof himself up, you know. Yeah. He plays it down the straight and narrow. He has a chance of getting them to forgive that debt. If he spent yep. any of the funds, right. But, uh, well, the biggest factor fiction question we're going to ask Gerald is the VA is your friend. <laughs> the VA, my friend. Yep. So that's a fiction there. Uh, I'll tell you what. Uh, the only time they're my, uh, they're friends with me is when I'm paying them my copay. Mm. They love me then. Mm -hmm. That's true. That's true. Yeah, that's an issue right there, you know. I mean, it's basically, you're right. I mean, they're, you know, big big organization. Got a lot of people involved. Um, They don't know your name, but they will know your last four. They know your last four. And they want copies of the insurance card, too, real quick. Yeah, they want your insurance card. Mm-hmm. And, by all, here. <laughs> and folks, by all means, if, you, if you're paying co-pays to the VA, or if you've got health insurance and you still use the VA, by all means, check, because if you have a service net condition, they're not supposed to bill you your insurance for it. And uh, check and see if they are. Because I've uh, I've seen some stuff in my time that they they do bill some they do bill insurance for certain conditions. Yeah, see, uh, I've, yeah. I've uh, heard several times that they have. Yeah. So that's something you know, else on that read there on Haddit, folks. If if you're not a member of Haddit, you certainly need to to sign up and join Haddit. Uh, it's a wonderful website and. Uh, 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 you're going to learn a, a wealth of information. I mean, this is stuff you can't buy uh, in any books. Uh, uh, went through, the members there went through about every scenario dealing with the VA you can come up against, and then some. Uh, but be sure to check out it out. And... Uh, uh, Go there and you'll, you'll pick up on some things. Uh, you'd be surprised at what you 
clue you do know about the dealing with the VA. I'm trying to right. pick out a, a fiction one, John. I dealing with the VA, but the only thing I can say is the VA. Uh, I, I don't know. It, it, uh, it, they ought to sell tickets. Sell tickets? Yeah. Mm. I, think they I don't think I'd be buying one of them. <laughs> well, uh, uh, it's about as fictitious of a place you can ever go to. I think yeah, well, right up there with, with Disneyland. Mm. Yeah. No, no, sir. Come, come, if Mickey Mouse were in the VA, he'd be the best operation in the world. Come to think of that uh, factor fiction. You know, there's an old Chris Christopherson song that says, he's a walking contradiction, partly truth and partly fiction. Wearing yesterday's I, misfortune. That should be the theme song. Yeah, it's a VA theme song. Then you get your guitar out stretched and you get situated and get better and start playing that thing. We'll make that the intro. <laughs> yeah. I can get my fingers ever moving again. We'll make it like the Jimmy Houston fishing song introduction to Roland Martin. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no. In fact, folks, about the VA, even though the VA is a big organization, they do have caring people. Yeah, There's some there that, you know, that want to help you. Um, uh, they've yeah, been good uh, to me in a lot of aspects. But you're going to have good days and bad days. And uh, people are people. And that's, that's, that, that's a fact. You know, nobody's perfect. But, you know, they want to help. And uh, they some, they're, they're they're some And, they, and they, they want to help veterans out. Yeah. Uh, you have some that don't. And uh, there's, don't, so don't let a few bad eggs spoil the whole dozen. That's uh, about that's, the, that's about the. That's true. I have met some very nice people at the VA. Very helpful, as a matter of fact. And uh, but I'm 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 met I'm just the opposite to you. Uh, mm -hmm. And uh, but, you know that goes about anywhere where you're at, uh, any store, or large facility. You have some nice folks, and you got some that's just real jerks. Uh, when yeah, you do. You got some that are. Try to avoid them next time, and and uh, uh, but there are some nice, nice folks. Uh, yeah. They are, and you see a lot of disgruntled veterans at the VA too, and I've seen a lot of folks that uh, have a serious chip on their shoulder, and uh, they walk into the hospital to to see their doctor and stuff, and they've got their claim going on, and they've been denied, and. They're they're mad and they can be and they take it out on the staff at the VA. Uh, folks, I do want to say that that's uh, that's intolerable in my book because I've actually actually I've talked to a lot of veterans and I've actually chewed some of them out before because people at your VA hospital are going to take care of you medically. Yeah. They have nothing to do with your claim except for the medical part of your claim. Yeah. The people well, if that you've had. If you've had four strokes and you're suffering from anxiety disorder, don't account for getting a break. Don't think you're going to get yeah. a break. They'll press yeah, rules on you. 
Yeah. Even if you had a stroke yeah. and you're like a two-year-old kid, forget it. You know, grow up. <laughs> you're saying, yeah, you had a stroke, take this 40-page document and read it. <laughs> yeah. No light, no glasses, read this. He's educated. He's educated. Yeah, but no. All in all, they're, they're, the hospital folks are pretty decent. You know, oh, yeah. there's some places have had problems, you know, with the latest news and about veterans dying and things like that, you know. And I have to tell you, the folks have been going on for years. Oh, they had uh, another scare up in St. Louis over hepatitis again, I think, oh, uh, with the... Uh, uh, dental? Uh, uh, dental. Dental, yes, sir. Oh, Somebody posted crap. something about it on head, but it was old information. I saw it on Facebook or something. Well, oh, yeah. I was wondering if that was old information. I, I, I think it might have been old information. I had it, though. I think I read it yeah. on the news deal. You know, the VA's all good, but the worst thing about the VA is that they've got a certain time limit they've got to get you in and out the door, okay? Yeah. That's the worst problem, so I don't think you I may be getting the attention getting. that you do need that you get on the outside. And, uh... But you can tell yeah, that you the penitentiaries are involved because uh, they started so passing all these rules to lay veterans' care, veterans care and just because they can get bonuses and mm-hmm. bonuses. But you know the care more about money than to do anything else. So hopefully that's straightened well, up now when they get that. And the ones that are involved, I hope, are, I hope they, they either put them in prison or get rid of them one. Me too. Because that's criminal. I wish they would get the Justice Department involved with them. Uh, uh, They're busy with other things. Well, I'm trying to catch them uh, people running across the border down there. And Someone's holding them back, Gerald. Mexico giving them food stamps. Someone's holding them back. <laughs> No. Yep. But uh, veterans, if you live close to a military base, up in this month, a lot of bases are having base lot sales. Do not forget that if you're 100% from the MWR Corps, you can go really stock up on some food. And now it's time to be stocking up for winter, folks. Uh, what, what was that again, the Afghan sale where? Case lot sales, a lot of military bases to the end of this oh. month. Where's your closest oh. base? I don't know. Go online, look up commissaryconnection.com and get your closest base and see if they're having a case lot sale. Even if it's a few yeah. hours away, it's worth driving. Fort Chaffee is about an hour and a half away. Yeah, yeah Fort Chaffee. See when they're having theirs. If they're having this weekend, go. I'd, I'd recommend yeah. you go early or early, early, in, the or day, early in the day, though. Yeah, I'll tell Chris about it. <coughs> mm-hmm. We'll look it up. Yeah, because uh, in case of green giant vegetables, 15 bucks a case, that's not bad. Oh, yeah. that's 24 cans. 24 oh, yeah. cans. Plus, just the meats and stuff is much cheaper. Yeah. A whole lot cheaper. So, but I guess right. we're out of time, Joe. 
That's in right the in the commissary. Okay. The car in the commissary, yeah. Okay. Right Nobody inside there. Left. Okay, we're out of time, boys. Okay, I'll, I'll play the ending. All right, thanks for listening, folks. We appreciate it. Uh, too bad we have any callers in, but uh, you can archive the show and listen. And uh, if you have questions about today's show, please feel free to send a personal message to me or Gerald on Haddon, and we'll answer your questions for you at Stretch 2. Yeah. Now, uh, be sure to tune in again next week. And we got a T-Bird show coming up Wednesday. Yeah, don't forget yeah. T-Bird show coming up Wednesday, folks. Be sure. And don't yeah. forget about the Fun Had It campaign. Everybody, help if you can, contribute to help help Had It get on its feet. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, they do have a a workable uh, uh, donation button there now, and yeah, PayPal. Yeah. Okay, well, we're back out. Bye-bye. You've been listening to the Hadit.com Blog Talk Radio Show, sponsored by Hadit.com. All opinions expressed here are the opinions of the individuals appearing on the show and are not the opinions of Hadit.com or Blog Talk Radio. Tune in next time for another edition of Hadit.com Blog Talk Radio and the Ask Master Show.